0: From Coney's to Cheesecake and Barbecue to Brunch, we all have meals that meet something special to us. This podcast takes a deep dive into the traditions, delicacies, and legends that have shaped what we know and love about food. Each week, we'll learn from a guest about how food has impacted their relationships and how they view the world. This is Season to Taste. This week on the podcast, I'm excited to welcome Max McGarity. Uh, he is the owner and founder of Smoked on High Barbecue, which is a barbecue place here in Columbus, Max. Welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, man.
0: So I was doing a little bit of research before the show. Walk us through kind of your origin story of of the business and how long you've been doing barbecue for.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I was um, born and raised Columbus, Ohio. You know, I started working in the service industry, really, you know, just a job in high school in the summers and stuff like that just to stay out of trouble. You know what I mean? Have some, have some pocket change, stay out of my parents' hair. You know, it wasn't, you know, wasn't anything I was looking at as a career. Um, mm-hmm. But every year I just kind of liked it more and more. And, you know, I, I like working hard. I like kind of, you know, heavy, heavy work as I kind of call it, you know what I mean? It's, it's not for yeah. the faint of heart and, you know, when I got into doing barbecue, I really started at a local barbecue restaurant here in town and I was just doing dishes. And then I ended up being there for a little over three and a half years, kind of through high school and early on in my college career. And um, you know, I just I loved it. Uh, you know, the thing with barbecue yeah. is that it's it's not a science, it's not a recipe. You know what I mean? I mean, the closest right. thing I have to recipe with barbecue is the rub, you know what I mean? That's consistent. I, everything else is, yeah. you know, I have a saying where I kind of tell my my prep cooks and pit bosses that come through the meat is ready when it gives up to you. And that's when it's done. And that's when you serve it. It's not, I can't put a timer on it. You know, we have, you know, books and guidelines and stuff that we can try to follow. But you know, if the ribs aren't ready at 11, we don't have them. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's tough, but that's, that's what I like about it is that it's kind of um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, I'd say, competitive and it's you know it's just kind of like a it's a craft it's a sport to me and I and I enjoy that. So and it's hot and it's heavy and it's it's unpredictable and it kind of keeps you on your toes. And that's what I really liked about barbecue specifically. And so once I you know kind of got dipped my toes into more just (laughs) than just doing dishes at at the restaurant I was at, then you know I fell in love with it. And then you know I started a a food truck when I was 19. um, And my goal you know and that was while I was in college going to Columbus State here in town and my whole goal was to open a restaurant a brick and mortar restaurant before I, by the time I was mm-hmm. 30 and uh, I we got it open by 27 and you know we just hit our four-year mark here at the at the brick and mortar shop uh, down in the bird district so it's been going pretty good and oh. yeah that's you know that's really it but I really cut my teeth <laughs> in the industry and being a business owner in general with with the food truck and then that kind of uh, organically involved into doing more catering and and catering is a big big mm-hmm. aspect of what we do as well and what I really enjoy so
0: yeah yeah so you said catering was a big part of the things you do right so mm-hmm. how have you seen people connect over the food that you guys make through catering, you know, yeah, that's I'm a, sure. you do a lot of big events.
1: That's a great question. I mean, we do a ton of weddings. We do, we do a ton of anything. Our, our slogan with catering is we'll cater to anything with an appetite. I don't care if, you, if you're hungry, we'll cater it. It doesn't matter what it is, but yeah. barbecue is a great cuisine to do for large parties. So we do a ton of huge events. Right. Um, and my whole thing with with catering is that I want it to be an extension of the restaurant. So if someone's having my food for the first time, it's got to be the experience that they would have when they walk in. So I'm, I'm almost, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say anal about, <laughs> you know, how things are, but I, you know, I, there's a, in my, you know, way of looking at it, you know, there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. And I want it to be perfect every time. Um, and I think because of how much attention and detail we have with catering <clears throat> and, and how long we've been doing it, we've we've really kind of, you know, carved out a, a niche for ourselves. So what we do, we do pretty well. And, um, you know, we can always mm-hmm. get better, but and that's, you know, so we're never perfect in that sense. But I think because the experience is so good with catering events, uh, it makes us connect with the people, you know, so well. And a lot of what we get is word of mouth. You know what I mean? Like, so it's just, you know, we do a wedding and then from that wedding, you know, three, four other people refer us and Hey, the food was great. You know, can I get a car? You know what I mean? So it's like, and that's how it's always been with us. You know, we do, we do more marketing now than we ever have, but it's still not a lot. Like our budget is, is pretty laughable. It's really word of mouth and just doing, uh, you know, just doing events around town and doing festivals and stuff like that. And, I think I like, I always enjoyed the food truck aspect because I was able to like hang out the window of the truck, talk to people, you know, slap them up and stuff like that. And you like to see the hard work you put in. It's nice to see someone smile when they eat food. And so that's kind of what you get with catering too. So that's, I always liked that. And, you know, and honestly, um, you know, with barbecue being, you know, a protein kind of heavy menu and stuff and your cost being pretty high, you know, catering was definitely where it was at with us. So It was a great way to connect with customers and to kind of build, you know, on that
0: aspect of the business. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a great way to grow any business really is getting that word of mouth. Right. And that's how.
1: And that's what the food truck, I mean, honestly, like my, after the first like two and a half years of doing the food truck and setting up places around town and bars and festivals and, you know, anywhere I could, I really turned my company and brand kind of into like a mobile catering unit you know what i mean that's what we were really doing we were were just doing large catering events bringing the trailer bringing the truck and um you know and it worked out really well for us
0: yeah definitely i can imagine how like the more people see it around town see it at, at events like the food truck and then um Catered at a wedding or something, you know, they might actually give it a shot because they've seen it before. So that's interesting. Of, yeah, like, how that's a way to reach your customers. You more,
1: know? more and more, you know, and it's funny because if, if the food is good, then you're you're really going to stick out in people's minds. You know what I mean? It's kind yeah. of you know if if it's kind of a dull interaction, then you know uh, you know. So if food has to be good, you know what I mean. If if it's not, we're not getting those people to kind of perk up when they when they see us or hear about us. But yeah, every the more events we go to, the more and more we hear. Oh, you know, we we work downtown. We love going to your restaurant. We love you. You know what I mean? So it's like that's, you know, it's, it's happening, but you know, uh, I, I have no shame in kind of growing my business the way we cook. I always say like I'm trying to grow the business Mm -hmm. low and slow, like the way we cook, you know, I'm in it, I'm in it for the long haul and you know, quality is, is really important for us. So. Yeah.
0: I think that's really atypical. I mean, it's hard to say, as much in the um barbecue space but definitely just like what you mentioned before about um like if the ribs aren't done like you're just not going to serve them you know i feel like a lot of places yeah it's tough. Would just be like oh well we're opening we're gonna yeah we're just gonna sell these how they are and, and they do and, and i and I, think- I understand that aspect too you know people having to you
1: know but it's just not my take like you know yeah I, but that's why we get here at (laughs) 6am. We don't want it to happen. (laughs) We try to avoid it. So we try to give ourselves ample time, but sometimes, you know, it's every, it's just, every animal's different. You know what I mean? You have to treat it with, you know, respect and care. And, you know, it's not something you can really take for granted. You gotta, you know, we always say here, you gotta want it. (laughs) So,
0: yeah, absolutely. So, food growing up you mentioned a little bit of it i'm curious just like where did your passion for food and your passion for uh you know this attention to detail really come from is that like something your parents taught you when you were learning to cook with them or
1: that's a good question i think you know the food background definitely came from my mother's side my grandmother's a great cook my uncle is in the has been in the restaurant industry for over 40 years uh owned restaurants Mm -hmm. in in california he had opened up some you know here and he's still in the business to this day so you know i've always kind of been around it you know what i mean like it's always been like kind of in the background of of my of my youth and growing up and in my life so you know and i i always thought i you know i I never but i never would say i growing up i was like oh i want to you know, I want to do this or I want to be in the restaurant industry or service industry. It just kind of happened, but then it makes a lot more sense looking back at it now. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, oh, well there's, there's a reason for that, but you know, I definitely got the cooking bug from, from my mother's side, but then I would say the attention to detail and kind of the work ethic and stuff definitely came from my dad. And, and you know, if, if you're going to do something, do something, do it right. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Like that's, You know, I can't, I can't (laughs) tell you how many times that was ingrained in me growing up. You know what I mean? Like, if you're not going to do it, don't, you know, the right way, don't do it. So that's just, you know, a a product of your environment. And so I'm no different. (laughs) I'm a mold of 50, 50 down the middle of them. So, but that's, you know, I look back and I I have to, you know, definitely, you know, tip the cap to, to, to both mom and dad on that one.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. That's cool how you can see how like both parts have, yeah. have intersect in that way. Yeah.
1: To me, it's like, it's pretty transparent. Like, you know, like my mom is, yeah. my mom's an entrepreneur. She always had her own businesses, you know, when I was growing up and you know, whether, whether it was me helping her set up for a display at a trade, you know what I mean? Like it was just, you know, yeah. So we, you know, I've got, you know, three older siblings. So we were always, you know, helping hands and helping, you know, mom or dad do, do this and that. So it, it really makes sense to me of
0: you know why I, I turned out the way I am, for better right. or worse. You Absolutely, know. right. What's been the best part about having a brick and mortar shop?
1: You know what? It's I will say this. I I personally starting out in the food truck and now having a brick and mortar as well. I I think it's much easier. You know when you're a mobile operation, it is just a grind. You know what I mean? And you're dependent. If it rains, yeah. you're kind of you know, you're kind of out of luck. You know what I mean? If, if you get a flat tire, you're kind of out of luck. You know, your checklists have to be like 10 times better than any checklist you could have in a brick and mortar or, you know what I mean? Locations because, you know, you can't forget anything. You know what I mean? You're prepped. But I will say that I definitely think that's what helped me be pretty organized and prepped ahead at the restaurant because of how, like, you know, mm-hmm. Hey, do we have, you know, the checklist, the tongs, the organization, you know what I mean? The prep is like, you know, it's so important one with barbecue, but two with being a mobile operation, you know what I mean? If you, I can't yeah. tell you how many times I showed up to an event, you know, when I was 19, 20, 21 years old, you know, really not knowing what I was doing at that time, you know what I mean? Just, just figuring it out. I was like, oh, and calling mom or dad or, you know, if I had a friend that lived in the area, Hey, what are you doing? (laughs) I forgot tongs. So do you mind running it? You know what I mean? It was just, you know, but you know, so everything at the restaurant has a place, you know what I mean? And it goes in that place every single time so that we can be efficient and a well-oiled machine. And I learned all that through the food
0: truck. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen that in a few ways in non-cooking environments for me, uh, studying industrial engineering Mm -hmm. and, that's a big thing of, of like having your workplace all in place is yeah. like incredibly important because once everything's sorted and you know it has a specific place then everyone that you know, on different shifts or whatever comes yeah. in and they're they're able to just hop in and they know exactly where everything is and exactly. do their job efficiently exactly
1: and it's so important and you know for scaling and you know and for processes and systems it- it really makes a big difference. You know, it could be something as, as small as a stapler. You know what I mean? You know, when we get really busy, we don't have a lot of space. You know, our restaurant in the brewery district is an old Victorian style home. So, you know, we're not working with a ton of space on our line. So if, you know, Hey, where's the ticket machine? Hey, where's the state, you know, where's the, you know, everything has a place and it goes in that place every time. And I always tell my team like, and if you think, you know, an item or a list or something could, could be better, I'm all for it. I'm. I'm not saying it's perfect. So like, yeah. but communication is key. Like, don't just change it on your own, because then then we're running around. You know, chickens with their head cut off type of thing. So, Weird. but it is. You know, when I when the the space I'm in now was a law firm before. So when I came in here, we totally redid it. We totally knocked. We knocked down every mm-hmm. wall and redid it. So I really, what I did was I really just essentially envisioned my food truck in the serving you know area we have now Mm -hmm. and just made it bigger and so i just you know that's how i operated in the truck and we you know i'd have me and one other guy my partner at the time uh it was just us two college kids we would go show up to a food truck festival here in columbus the commons or you know at uh the ohio expo center it would just be the two of us in Mm -hmm. the truck and we would we would bust out you know seven 800 tickets you know what i mean from like 11 a.m to yeah. 8 p.m just the two of us so it's like i know it can be done so but it's because everything had the spot in the truck so it's just you know you learn those things and mm-hmm. you know you, you you really realize how how efficiency and you know streamlining becomes such a big process whether it's like you said industrial engineering or you know making a brisket sandwich it's just right. <laughs> there's similarities and everything i guess
0: yeah absolutely that's cool what's been the most challenging part uh covid (laughs) for (laughs) sure for sure um
1: you know it's always hard it's always difficult like every you know every everything in the restaurant industry just seems like it's always three times harder than it should be so you kind of get used to that you know what i mean like your day you know rarely do, do i wake up in my day just goes, you know, perfectly according to plan. It's usually pretty much derailed by like 10 30 AM. So like, you know, you just, you get really good at rolling with the punches and figuring it out, you know, what you need. And, And I'm really proud of my team and the people we have here at smoked on high for how quickly we kind of rolled into our operation, you know, when COVID happened and the lockdown happened here in Columbus, because mm-hmm. we didn't close a single day, you know I mean? it. we just went right into, okay, well, this is how we're going to operate. And this is what we're going to do now. Um, so let's get really good at that. That being said, it's definitely the hardest, <laughs> most challenging, right. you know, the last, the last, you know, 13 months or so 14 months has just been, you know, it's just, it's just such a roller coaster, you know? So, you know, you, you hope you like amusement rides because it's,
0: it's definitely been, I should show. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I mean, like, you know, a few years ago, you were in a few food truck and then yeah. uh, you had the brick and mortar store and, and then like, you know, COVID happens and, and no one's in the store and right. Right. So yeah. it's just like, you don't even get those interactions to.
1: Yeah. We were, we were scaling pretty, pretty well. Um, you know, uh, Kroger's had approached us, approached me and, want you know, put us in, basically, it put us in two Kroger locations right before COVID hit, you know, two, three months. Mm-hmm. We opened up two locations with them. That that was going really well. We were selling our stuff in Kroger. It had actual, like, restaurant hubs inside of different Kroger locations yeah. and we were slotted to open up a few more but we had to close them just because, you know what I mean, it was just, they weren't open for, you know, eight, nine months yeah. at a time. We were like, all right, this is just it was just bad timing. You know what I mean? Like if hundred percent, if yeah. COVID didn't hit, we'd still be open and probably be in uh, the third one as well. But, you know, you learn, we learned a lot from that experience and what we could have done better and what we did well. And so, you know, you just in the rest of the industry, you got to look at everything as a learning experience, you know, because if you don't, then you're just going to, yeah. you're just going to bog
0: yourself down with negativity. So right. that's how I look at it. Yeah, absolutely. That's neat though. I've seen a few of those. We had one back home that was um, that's like Cincinnati area for me. We had an Eli's barbecue yeah. in there.
1: Yeah. Well, what's yeah? So what's funny is that there was a you know we we took over for there the Kroger's out in Pickerington here had the same concept. We took over for another restaurant. Um, you know, and it, mm. it, it's a good concept. It works well. It's just you know, you know, it, we we learned a lot. You know what I mean? And and going inside of a you know, a massive grocery store, you know, that's not necessarily, you know, a restaurant space, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the only similarities is that they sell food, (laughs) but it's not a restaurant. So, you know, kind of, you know, and it's such a, it's, it's amazing. Kroger's really, it's, it's such a a massive company. It's really kind of interesting to see how they operate on such a large scale. Um, And so you just learn a lot, you know what I mean? So if anything, yeah, yeah. it, It stinks. We had to close them, but you know, we left on a really good, you know, uh, terms with them. So, you know, who knows what the future will hold. Good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It is an interesting thing that they're trying to do. Um, yeah. And make it more accessible for like, just picking up food. Mm-hmm. Either you, you go in just for that, or you're like, you shopped your whole for the week or whatever, and then yeah. you grab dinner on the way out or whatever. No, <laughs> I mean, interesting.
1: it makes sense. You know what I mean? But, you know, there was a there was there was negatives and there was positives for sure. You know what I mean? I mean, getting anytime you can get into a to a space like that where in, and have marketing, you know what I mean, and stuff mm-hmm. through a Kroger, right. you know, conglomerate companies such as them, then you know it's 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 a huge, huge upside. But you know, it's just a restaurant operates so differently. And so like that was yeah. that was a big that was something that we really had to work with and also just you know, sharing a space with, you know, know, 1,100 other employees,
0: you know what I mean? Like, you know, through
1: Kroger's, it was, it was definitely wild, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Awesome. How have you seen community grow through having the store, um, either, you know, just seeing your customers or um, your employees as well? Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, the brewery district is
1: really, and we're, we're in the brewery district, you know, here in Columbus, right on South high. And we're near German Mm -hmm. village as well. And those are really, you know, those are both historic communities and they're both pretty tight knit communities. Um, so people, if people, uh, like, like your product, they're going to keep coming back. So you do, you, you know, we have a ton of regulars that we see every week, you know, and, you know, have their food kind of almost ready for them by the time they get in type of thing. And, you know, but then the, the cool thing for me too, is, is how we've utilized partnerships with other, uh, service industry, you know, restaurants and bars and stuff here in in the area, um, you know, and doing collaborations and doing, you know, kind of, it's just, it's, it's been fun to piggyback on other, you know, neighborhood, you know, ideas and, and other companies. And, you know, that's, you know, that's the tight knit community the service industry is. And that's, what's fun about it too, is, you know,
0: you get to be creative and do things with other companies and, you know, that's what I really like about it. Yeah, absolutely. I think Columbus is big on that too. Yeah, definitely. I've seen just just countless collaborations between different things that you wouldn't really expect. And it's mm-hmm. uh, really neat ones. So yeah, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, we, we love doing them and we you know, we continue we're hoping to continue to them you know, down the road. Yeah,
0: absolutely. What do you like to cook or eat at home when you're not making barbecue? I was
1: gonna say anything but barbecue. Um <laughs> yeah i mean i really like hispanic you know and and asian foods i really do and and some of that comes across in some of our cooking here um Hmm. you know and that's kind of i guess you could say our slogan is home style with more style maybe that's the more style part you know i don't know but you know we definitely have you know I, i i really like you know cooking with asian ingredients and and uh you know and hispanic and you know I, I hate to just say you know mexican food just because you know it's been a or cuban you know what i mean and you know it's all mm-hmm. south american type you know cuisines i really really enjoy so but also sometimes just the easiest thing you know what i mean I, i'm not i'm not above yeah. making a grilled cheese or a bologna and cheese you know what i mean the most basic yeah. com- comfort food you know a lot of peanut butter and jelly man right. <laughs> So just, just easy, if it easy works. low maintenance <laughs> yeah <laughs> stuff.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. I feel like it goes back and forth for me of like, it's either convenient or it's like, I put a ton of effort in it. But yeah. I, didn't. I mean, most of the time it's really good. It depends on, I had a oh, few yeah. fails this summer, but
1: <laughs> and, um, and that happens, but that's part of, that's part of the game, right? Like, you know, it's not yeah. all going to be good, but you, you live and learn. So. I w- what what about you? What would you say? What do you enjoy eating?
0: It's definitely a lot of Asian food. I'm making a lot of, you know, chicken and rice. I made mm-hmm. like soy sesame honey, right? Uh, mm. Soy sesame honey chicken with rice this week. And that was fantastic and really easy to All make. Right. So um,
1: dinner at your house then. Let's go. Yeah, right. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, oh, this summer I made, uh, I tried country style ribs for the first time huh. and put, um like essentially I made an Asian barbecue sauce mm-hmm. of sorts put that on it and that was really yeah. good so no yeah like nothing leaning towards Asian yeah I, I agree I
1: just I don't know I love the flavors I love the textures I love the you know contrasts of everything that they there's you know in that cuisine so yeah it sits well with me but you know I'm pretty basic too, low low maintenance. Sometimes when you're yeah. you know on your feet for twelve fifteen hours, you come home. The last thing you want to do is stand and and make and more cook, food. Yeah. So yeah, it's like you know, how what how much stuff can I just cram into a, a tortilla
0: shell? <laughs> you can right. Lay down. Absolutely. But, I've actually been at, at not as much this summer, but I've been wanting to get into uh, German food a little bit. Mm-hmm made some Spetzel with my grandma this summer and, um, I've, I've enjoyed sauerkraut and yeah, yeah. things like that for a while. I mean, so I will, I'm kind of looking forward to the the fall making, you know, yeah, just, just, just a nice pork roast and sauerkraut. Good and Good
1: warm comfort food, get some good, you know, yeah. stone ground mustards. Yeah. I, I love that too. Like I, I love all food. I'm, I'm definitely, you know, a foodie for sure at heart. So that, that helps. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a, there's a really good, uh, speaking of, you know, local flavor and stuff and community, there's a really good, um, you know, German kind of Austrian restaurant called Walters right across the street from us mm-hmm. in the, in the German village area. So they've got really good German food. So yeah, nice. definitely. If you're ever in the area, check
0: them out. <laughs> They're really yeah. good I'll have to check it out. That's awesome. Have you ever thought of doing like a German inspired ribs or something? I have
1: well, so, you know. I have uh, not German necessarily, but one of the name, one of my names in my journey through you know to getting to a brick and mortar was I actually partnered up with um, a really good Asian restaurant here in town. And we did Texas Southern, you know, Texas style barbecue that I'm doing now with Asian flavors. And, and we called it, mm-hmm. and we called it papaya barbecue and that, was like my dream come true because it was literally mixing my two favorite like cuisines you know what i mean and slow cooked meats and using you know flame and open fires and stuff like that with you know asian flavors and we had some incredible and really i mean the food was incredible it was really really good the events we did did really well it didn't work out Mm -hmm. um you know and that was that was a that was a big learning experience for me um uh, partnering with someone, yeah, I was like twenty twenty years old, and it didn't work out and it didn't it didn't go very good. Um, but you know the food the food we made was killer. It was really good. and honestly, I kind of thought it was kind of ahead of its time doing southern style barbecue with like an Asian flair because you get a lot of um mm-hmm. you know you get a lot of you know kind of Asian and you know hispanic and you know South American influences now, but you didn't see a lot of that back then. so, um, yeah it's definitely uh, it, it is something I have thought about because I did it for about a year and a half um, and, yeah. and I still have some of the old business cards laying around but it was honestly some of my favorite food that we produced um, but yeah so that's why when I do specials and other things it's fun to have that creativity and kind of get back into some of the flavors and you know mm-hmm. introduce that stuff back into the menu
0: yeah that's really neat yeah I mean it didn't work out but that's cool I, I
1: did forget we did do I do have a creation that I actually trademarked called Barberkraut, which was sauerkraut that we marinated and, and cooked in our sweet barbecue sauce for like you know oh. eight to nine hours you know, and slow cooked it nice um, and that's what we would put on like our smoked hot dogs and smoked sausages back in the food truck so I mean that's that's kind of German influence you know
0: but yeah you know, called a barberkraut. that sounds tasty <laughs> <Yeah>. that's cool yeah <laughs> never would have thought of that, yeah, but that's, that's really neat. That's, that's, a col- a fun one. that's a college kid's
1: brain just thinking. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: to, yep. All right. Well, in the interest of time, we're going to move on to hot seat. Sure. Are you, are you ready?
1: Yeah.
0: Let's do it. What's the, I mean, you might've just answered this. What's your favorite menu item that you no longer make?
1: Uh, it's probably our um, session. Uh, we did this, um, we did ribs that were at the, on the food truck um, when I was doing the papaya barbecue. And we we had like, like uh, uh, kind of like you said, it was like a sticky, sweet Asian teriyaki glaze that we would do with ribs. And we would mm. finish it off with sesame seed and scallion. And you know, we'd do like three to an order. They were so good. <laughs> they, were, they were delicious. So good.
0: Yeah. Awesome. If you had to eat one of your sides for the rest of your life, what would it be?
1: It is. And I do eat every single day, the Macs and cheese and the name came from my mom. I'm not happy about it. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) She made me do it, but it's literally Macs and cheese. It's our Mac and cheese, but it's, if you like garlic bread, you'll like it because it's just, you know, know, roasted garlic and fresh herbs and,
0: um, but it's really, really good. (laughs) Okay. That sounds tasty. If you had to make a non-dessert menu item that was inspired by a candy what would the with the with the menu item be and what would the candy be
1: so say that one more time you're kind of breaking up i'm sorry uh you said a non-menu
0: i didn't a, hear a, non-desert, a non-dessert menu item inspired by a candy what would you what would you make
1: <laughs> i don't know why this came to mind but maybe like if it has to be non-dessert menu items Inspired by a candy, maybe like a smoked meatloaf roll, and say the inspiration was a titsy roll. I don't know. <laughs> you know, you can you can make it look That's exactly like. It, you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah, Great. maybe you'll have to pop it on. Season, season <laughs> to taste.
0: Episode two. The season to taste uh, meatloaf roll. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that'd be funny. <laughs> All right. Well. Thank you so much for coming on the show. This was a ton of fun.
1: Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Um, it was great talking with you, and you know, picking your brain and kind of letting you into to a little bit of my life and smoked on high. Yeah.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Season to Taste. If you enjoyed, go ahead and share it with one of your friends and tell them your favorite part. You can find me on Instagram at Season Two Podcast. And special thanks to Adam Paddock for the music.